Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast, featuring Dr. George Cannon. This podcast is a ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church. Finding Clarity seeks to answer your questions about Christianity. Here's George as he looks at this week's question. Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast. This is George Cannon, and you are listening to episode 125. The Finding Clarity Podcast is a podcast ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church, where we seek to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. So each week, we put together a podcast where we try to answer questions Concerning issues that you're wondering about or somebody's asking you about, but you wouldn't normally find the answer to that question by listening to a morning service or by being involved in a Bible study or even attending Sunday school. So we try to answer those kind of questions here on the podcast. And today's question has to do with your personal walk with Jesus and what Jesus Christ has done for you when you came to salvation. And it has to do with the way that you think. And what I mean by that is, is that we often hear that you and I are to have the mind of Christ. In fact, Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 says, Let this mind be in you which was in Christ. So, That's the question that we're going to wrestle with today is how can I have the mind of Christ? How can I have the mind of Christ? And so in order to answer this question, we're going to basically break it down into two sections. We're going to first of all look at the reality. You and I need to be aware that there is a reality for you and I concerning the mind of Christ. And with that understanding of that reality, we're going to answer that question. But then we're also going to see that the mind of Christ requires something from you and I. So it means you and I have a responsibility. So we're also going to see the responsibility that you and I have. So let's let's go ahead and begin and answer this question by talking about the reality. So the question is, how can I have the mind of Christ? Well, here's the answer. You already have the mind of Christ. The sad thing is, is that many believers don't realize that. You and I already have the mind of Christ. Listen to these two scriptures so that you understand. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16, Paul says, he's quoting from Isaiah, For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. You hear, you hear what he's saying? He's quoting from Isaiah, who, can, who has the mind of the Lord to instruct him? But then he goes on and says, you and I have the mind of Christ. Listen to what 2 Timothy, again Paul, 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. 
you and I already have the mind of Christ because it was given to us by God. So that brings me to my second point. How did you and I get this mind of Christ? Well, the Holy Spirit gives you the mind of Christ. The Holy Spirit gives you the mind of Christ. Consider now, if we go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, we looked at verse 16, but if we go back up to verse 10 through 12, again, listen to what Paul has said to us in this epistle. But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of man except the spirit of man, which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Wow! The spirit was given to us so that we would have the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ. So you and I already have the mind of Christ. And one other thing about the reality that you and I need to understand about the importance of having the mind of Christ is, is that the mind of Christ guides our daily lives. Guides our daily lives. So again, think about what Paul's saying now in Romans Chapter 7, which what I would encourage you to read Romans chapter 7, because it talks about that conflict that goes on between you and I. But listen to what he says at the end of that chapter, as he's talking about this struggle between what his flesh wants to do and what the Spirit wants to do within him. He says this in Romans 7, 25, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with the mind... I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. What's he talking about there? Well, he's talking about the struggle, but what he's saying is it's his mind, the mind of Christ that he has been given through the Holy Spirit, that he's able to progress in life wanting to serve the law of God, even as his flesh wants to serve the law of God. Of sin. All right, so the question is, how can I get the mind of Christ? Well, there's nothing you can do to get it, folks. You already have it. The moment you became a believer, the moment you put your trust and faith in Jesus Christ, you recognized who he was as the Son of God, that he died for you, and you put your faith and trust in him. You became a new person. You became a new creature. He gave you a new mind, the mind of Christ. Now, with that new mind now, you and I have a responsibility. Oftentimes we think, well, we can just hang loose, do whatever we want to do until we go to be with Jesus, because that's when we will experience our salvation in heaven. Well, no, that's not true. You and I have been given a new mind to live our lives right now. So, I want to point out to you three things that we are to do as a responsibility, as well as the scriptures that would support what I'm saying. Okay? First of all, you have to act on it. 
First of all, you have to act on the mind of Christ. Listen to what Paul says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Now, the mind he's talking about that was in Christ Jesus, if you go on into chapter 6 and following, he talks about Christ's humility and submission to God the Father and dying to us on the cross. And so we're told here to have the same mind, that is, we're to act on that mind of Christ by being humble and submissive to God. So you and I, first of all, have to act. That's our responsibility. Because it guides us in our lives, we have to act on it. Here's the second thing you and I are responsible to do concerning the mind of Christ. You have to continually renew it with God's word. You have to continually renew the mind of Christ in you with God's word. Listen to what Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You need to renew your mind. How do you do that? With the word of God. With the word of God. Listen again, Ephesians. Again, Paul, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 23. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Again, it's calling us to renew our mind with God's word. Now, that's one aspect of our responsibility with regards to the mind of Christ. There is a final aspect with regards to our responsibility in having the mind of Christ. You have to watch over your mind. You have to watch over your mind. And so I'm going to go through several scriptures now. I have four here to share with you. Listen to what Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Here it's talking about getting control of your mind. Why? Because you and I inhabit a body of flesh. You and I are constantly being bombarded with anti-God messages and with temptations and so forth. And so you and I have to get control of our minds. We'll talk about getting control of our minds a little bit later in a second here when I share the final verse with you. But let's go on to Colossians chapter 3, verse 2. Set your mind on things above, not on things on earth. So there we are to guard our minds, watch over our minds, by thinking about the things above, the things of God, rather than the things of earth. Listen to what Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13. Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So here we are, we're to gird up our loins, kind of like we need to get ourselves ready, get ourselves ready in our mind for what? The reality of Jesus coming back. How do we do that? Guarding our minds. Guarding our minds. And how do we do that? We see it in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, brethren, 
Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. See, my friends, you and I have the mind of Christ. It may not seem that way right now because we're not doing what we should do as far as our responsibility with it, meaning watching over it and renewing it, and then ultimately acting on it. And so I would encourage you to do that. And you will realize that the mind of Christ will guide you through your everyday lives. That's my prayer for you. The Finding Clarity podcast is truly just an opportunity to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. And you're saying, well, George, I have some questions. How do I get them to you, especially right now as we are basically staying at home in the midst of this COVID-19 crisis? Well, there are several ways that you can get a question to me. First of all, you can call me. Our church phone number is 814-236-1622. Just simply leave a message and say, hey, George, here's my question. Can you answer it? You can also contact us through our webpage, kerwinsvillechristian.org. Simply go to the contact section. You can see where you can submit the question and we'll get it here on the podcast. You can also go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Podcast. We would encourage you to like the page, and you can keep up with the podcast. But through that page, you can direct message us or write on our wall. We will see your question. Next week, we're going to look at another question with regards to the Christian life. And I think it has relevance, especially right now in the midst of this dual crisis that we're going through right now with COVID-19 and the economic downturn. And it has to do with you being a believer and the promises of Christ. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it abundantly. Well, that doesn't seem to be true right now. So this is the question we're going to look at next week. What did Jesus mean when he promised an abundant life? What did Jesus mean when he promised an abundant life? That's what we're going to look at next week. Until that time, take care.